Well, he's the guy they look for, Mark Andrews, having an all-pro year. They're in man coverage on the back end. He's able to win, and even with a throw that is a little bit behind, he's able to make the play. Darnell Savage is the one who's in coverage. This guy's been making plays all year long, really throughout his career, coming off a big game on Sunday against Cleveland with 11 receptions over 100 yards in that game. It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, that's the Diddy NFL on Twitter. And, of course, follow the group at UK Packers. Daryl, uh, it was a pretty mild start. I was doing very technically, technically things uh, there. We were doing a lot of very, very technicia. Um, very, before we start talking about the Ravens, which is French for the Ravens, just... Uh, no, don't, don't look, look it up. No, no, don't look that up. Definitely not look it up. Uh, do you know what's mad is that? So first off, on our last pod, uh, there was some mad setting with your mic, so it didn't come up right. And then, um, on the next, we were going to do quick snaps, and I was doing the video for the draw. Oh, hold on, quick snaps. Hold yeah, on. well, we we didn't actually do it, so we probably shouldn't do it now. No, hold on, let's do it now. I think the Packers will win by a point. What do you think? I was thinking, yeah, maybe a point. Let's go with that. Cool. Oh my god! Well, they won by a point. There you that go. is shocking. Should have put money on it. So yeah, um, so quick snaps. We're gonna do quick snaps, and I was doing the Raz video, the bumper Christmas Raz video, just before we were doing our podcast. And let me play something for you. I didn't know how impactful this would be at the time, uh, but it ended up being pretty devastating. Take a listen to this. There's two, so you can see where does it say randomized two times. Three second last Stuart Alexander. As my hard drive falls off uh, the desk here. So that hard drive falling, that is it on tape. Oh, uh, hang on. Is that an actual mechanical issue? It wasn't a software issue? Software. Well, do you know what it is, right? So I have in the studio... So it's actually your fault is what you're saying. It's actually your fault this happened. Let me tell. Let me tell. Let me tell you this technical story. Uh, um, in the podcast studio, I have a, a multi-tiered desk, and it's like centimeters uh, one to put your monitor on, and then underneath that is where you sort of put your keyboard and stuff. On the so I have that level. Now I got this hard drive that I run everything off. So all of my podcast settings is on it. Um, you know, all my uh, Final Cut Pro stuff is on it. Like, it just everything was backed up to this to be safe, if you will. Um, and I had for it in sure. had it in bubble wrap, right? For the for all of the all of the years that I had it, so it was sitting on the little tiny, weenchy elevated level in its bubble wrap, right? Because I'm very careful. And as I was doing the Raz, the vibration of the disc spinning made it sort of work its way out of its little uh, home if you will. It's little hermit crab, a bubble wrap uh, house, if if I if you please. And then that was it, is that again, I'd got to that stage in the thing. It had literally fell a tiny, tiny distance. And I didn't think anything of it because everything was recording fine and all that. And then we jumped onto the pod and lo and behold, uh, it, it was just blank. It's, the whole hard drive was blank. It's just like you, it's a bit precious. A bit that's precious. Yeah, any, any sort of stress and it just blanks. Uh, yeah, that's me. That's me. Um, Kings so, in the North, baby. Kings, Kings in, the North. in the North. We did it again. Do you know what's weird? Man Lafleur has no idea what it's like not to win the no. NFC North. How wild That's what's that? funny. Like three years as a coach and three division titles, we're the first team to clinch a spot in the postseason, which is delicious. But what we really want, obviously, is number one seed and a playoff by that would mm. be delicious, which yeah. is the Italian for delicious. Just uh, no, 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 whoa, whoa, don't, don't look it up. It's don't fine. look that up. It's fact. It is science, though. It's fact. I mean, it's it's linguistics. But whoever, don't look that up. And here's another thing. Here's another disgusting stat that we know every year. We, it's got, we need our first Super Bowl ring in eleven years, right? I mean, go back eleven years. I wasn't married. 
I had no kids. Mm. Things were different back then. Yeah. Look what's happened. Now I'm old, cynical, grizzled, and old. Yeah. Did I say old? Yeah, well, you're seeing also, that's fine. But uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot has changed. It's brilliant, though, doing that for the Bears. You know, when you go back to the 80s and you sort of like cassettes were in <laughs> or like two track tape or whatever that was called. Um, yeah, look, it's a good time, Daryl. And obviously, uh, I mean, obviously, the Boo Bird stuff at the beginning of the season uh, about how our offense is inept, all of that came true. Um, M- MVS <laughs> turned out to be crap. Um, I mean, all of these things. At what oh, point do we yeah. get? Do we. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you hear it? Oh, you're doing it? I can I, see it. I, I, yeah, that's you, is that you tapping your back? It's Amazing. one of those things that are right. Give now. yourself a Patrick on the back. Oh, thanks. Uh, so we looked at MVS and we were a fan, right? And we were lambasted we were. online uh, in DMs and everywhere else. Um, and I'm glad it came through. Now, do you know what, what the really irritating thing, though, about MVS deal was? Is I, I completely understand people's reservations because of the drops and everything else. But my point back then was, is he had the speed he had the ability. He was just having these brain fart moments to give us a kick in the ghoul- yeah. ghoulies, right? Um, but then when you look at how he's performing now, people are just never going to let that go. So if we get into the play, for instance, right, they shut down Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers said in this Ravens game that he's never seen the coverage that they put on mm. Adams on any receiver that he's played with. And he's, he apparently said to Devontae Adams, I think he had six catches or whatever it was at the end of the game or less or four. And he turned around and said to him, look, that's the biggest compliment that someone can pay you is to cover you that yeah. much. Yeah. And that's fine, right? So then we, we see Alan Lazard steps up. I see he's been criticized weirdly for like dropping balls when if you look at the start of that game, unbelievable catches that he had. Um, so people step up when he's out, right? And what it will take literally will be one uh, bum note, one bad not catch a drop or whatever from MVS to people Wait, go oh, I told you you need someone in first round and that's what it's going to come down to but it's a shame and people should be looking at how he's performed when he has been in yeah. and that game there where he's super dependable because Daryl an awful lot of his catches and his yardage wasn't crazy long his longest was 31 but he ended up with 5 receptions for 98 yards so he was always mm. seen as oh yeah well what you see is what you get with this guy he's going to be fast and all that but he's only going to catch 1 in 7 balls that you throw his way that wasn't the case in this game he showed he could catch the short stuff which was brilliant and it was really entertaining to watch he had an average of 19.6 yeah. yards yum and it is something we've, we've said that about MVS and we've said it about him so many times that like because he's got this kind of an attitude to fans and this attitude towards him that no matter what he does now you're very right no matter how well he plays people are only going to notice his mistakes which is uh, unfortunate so people need to stop it Um, A-Rod amazing Mm. 23 to 31 passes for 268 yards and 3 TDs but he ties Favre's franchise record at 4-4-2 I thought it was nice the way he didn't bother breaking it against the Ravens just went ah you know what it's fine I'll leave it till the next day uh, well, gotta give you something to, to write about but the, yeah the, the Christmas Day stuff was great however I would say and this just could be me and I know I have a bigger level of expertise when it comes to body language than anybody in the ah, yes. world in yes. fact, I would say the universe, uh, but I, I that's I don't look that one up. Um, but Daryl, no, I wouldn't I, look that up. Did you find? And I don't know, maybe it's just in my head or whatever, because maybe it's how I felt. Did you find that when he equaled the record, that he was trying to force some things after that to get a touchdown, and it didn't kind of pan out for him, or is that just me? I got a no. I, I kind of got that impression vibe. as well, but I think maybe I'm, but maybe I'm just reading. I thought, I thought myself maybe I'm just reading too much into this because, okay, I know these guys they do think about their legacy, but do they in the heat of the moment think? Oh, I mean, they must do. They must think about it because mm. someone's going to remind them of this record going into a game. I mean, we see Adams when he walks up to Rogers and hands him the ball, which seems like a million years ago now. But yeah, like, yeah. so he was aware of it. So the players are aware of these records that are coming up. So I don't know. I got the impression as well. I got the impression he was a bit nervy, but. 
um, I would go back to the, the, the things I liked. You liked A-Rod. Stokes, mm-hmm. MVS, Mercedes, Razul, Runyon. Brilliant. All fantastic. Bad. Sauvage versus Andrews. Oh, holy God. Yeah, that but was, that's uh, why But that's why I played this thing at the top. I completely yeah. get he was roasted, right? And if that happens to you and you have, you know, if other factors go your way, well, then you lose that game. 100%. However, Andrews has been playing out of his skin. He's breaking mm-hmm. records this yeah. season for the Ravens. I mean, I have him in fantasy and he got me something like 35 to 40 points. Now, does anyone care about fantasy? No, but is it an indicator of how well he played? Yes. I kind of do. So, I, would have lit, I would if I was any good at it, but because yeah. I'm really bad, I don't. You don't like it, yeah. And no one cares about your fantasy team. It's like, because you never win, bro. But also, no yeah. one cares about your fantasy team. Yeah, that's because I never win, bro. But um, yeah, look, Mark Andrews, he's a fantastic player, Daryl, and he's been doing a yeah. game in, oh, game yeah. out against top defences. But yeah, Savage did not cover himself in glory. But I think it's a bit much that people are like, oh, well, Savage obviously isn't taking the step up that we wanted him to. This is the yeah, best no, tight end no, in the no. league here, yeah. uh, people, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, and then I just realized we have two Pokemon playing for us as well in Vertle and Winfrey. I mean, that's their Pokemon names, mate. Yeah. Go not that I know anything about Pokemon, but mm. they're definitely two Pokemon. And Kelly, who had an Irish name, who's clearly not Irish, um, wasn't very good. Why? Because he's tall. Do you know what though? His family must have moved stateside when we were the tallest race in Europe. No one believes that, but when the famine comes and sort of pre-famine, we, we had yeah, to chomp down on shamrocks from time to time or or crest. Time to um, time, a little bit of crest. Oh jeez, you gotta love a little bit of crest. Bit of but crest. yeah, I mean that's the reason why we're five foot nothing. Uh, we were six foot seven on the inside. Hmm. Um, the other thing that concerned me actually is, and it's becoming a bit of a pattern at the minute. The defense is not as stiff. As we'd want it to be. I mean, we're, yeah, we got a 14 point lead and then we start becoming a bit leaky. Like the fact that the Ravens put 30 points on us in an isolated scenario, that's fine. I mean, let's face it, the game was what we thought it was going to be. It was a bit of a hot mess in places, but the defense is kind of, we're leaking too many points. I mean, we're scoring 31. That doesn't give us much of a, you know, they're putting too much pressure on the offense again. And I'd worry about that going forward. Are we going to mention... <laughs> Does, oh, hold on, hold on. Did you just switch into newscaster mode? You can't, yeah. be do- you can't be doing that. The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. But are we going to deal with the thing that we deal with every bloody week now? I think Fall we would know them as special teams. But I, I wrote down a few things. You can check my notes against your notes. Okay. But we had a botched kickoff return. 40 yep. yard punt following a delay penalty. Yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't it? Uh, holding penalty, negating a kickoff return, and then a fair catch interference, which was amazing. But on paper, and I was looking at what I wrote down last week, <laughs> it was actually better. Yeah. Special teams were not bad this mm. week in we, comparison. We improved from 32nd to uh, not so 32nd, <laughs> just the upper end of 32nd. Yeah, look, brutal. Um, just And again, some of those are brain fart moments. And it's concerning yeah. as well, Daryl, that they've put veterans on, which they have. We saw AJ Dillon yeah, come yeah. up uh, with a with a catch or whatever. What's, what's it called? Recovery. Um, and then Rasul Douglas was down there trying to make tackles. Um, the thing is, is they're going to get massacred and crucified here if anyone gets injured who we really need. Rasul Douglas has been an inspiration. Yeah, um, yeah. So oh, to, yeah. see, to see him go down with any sort of injury, it's one of those things that, you know, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. But special teams, I mean, giving up uh, that field position, gaining, as you said, whatever it was, 37 to 44 yards on the return, only for it to be pulled back because of a penalty is just criminal stuff. Um, but yeah, that's going to keep going. What, I don't know what they're going to do. Gonna do. Well, but what do we, what do, we do? Like, yeah. is this, are we in sports psychology mode here? Is it, does someone need to sit down and talk about their headspace? Is that what's gone? 
You know, I just I yeah. can't put my finger on how. And I mean, you can blame coaches till the cows come home, but at the end of the day, as we said last week, it's the players that have to do this when they go out on the field. But how can so many people be suffering from the same sort of real basic error stuff? Is it one of those things when you're afraid of a teacher or afraid of a boss, and every time they give you work, you just mess it up because you're nervous? I, you know, yeah. What is it? I don't know. I'd almost say it's the opposite. Now, I don't have any insight particularly apart from what Mo Drayton says when he's on the stand. Mm. Um, but on the stand, he was like, oh, you know, I'm the kind of guy... The way he phrased it kind of was is that he wasn't going to come down hard on them because their play came down hard enough on their own. Now, maybe he sees that because these are all professionals here. They obviously take this very yeah. seriously. And on special teams, you could argue um, that the majority of the players are on the bubble there. So if you're doing, if you're not doing well on special teams, you've mm. got no role on the team. And that means that you can easily not be true. turfed out the door, um, you know, come, yeah. come season's end. So I mean, do, do, do you think Drayton's giving them the hairdryer in private? And, I don't know. know. What, I mean, what kind Looks of coach is Mo Drayton, you know, in that yeah. kind of sense? Yeah, well, that's what I get. But, you know, there's always... There's certain people, certain coaches anyway out there and they say, and Joe Schmidt comes to mind, you know, the players, the coach that the rugby players saw on Joe Schmidt was a completely different man than who we saw yeah. in the public sphere. So I just sort of wonder, is, you know, is Drayton, you know, giving them the hairdryer in the, you know, the locker room? I don't know. I just can't put my finger on why. If it was one player having the yips, I'd get it. But we're talking yeah. like half a dozen here. Yeah, well, look, the, the the bottom line is, and the reality of it is, is when it comes to special teams, if it's misfiring, it's the same with an offense and it's the same with a defense throughout the season. There's actually very little that you can do once you've solidified your game plan. Because there's a couple mm. of realities in football. And one of those is, is that, you know, when you go into a season and a coach has this massive playbook, that playbook basically gets chopped in half. And then it gets mm. whittled down to like, you know, 10 to 20 to 30 plays. And then you give people the options on that. So a, a West Coast offense team will tell you, oh, we've 120 plays coming into a game they don't you know they have maybe 30 but there's an option of four on each of those 30 plays and Aaron Rodgers of course is going to be able to utilize all of that so when it comes down to special teams and this is what Mo Drayton kind of alluded to is that you can put experienced players there and um, but when it comes to scheme and when it comes to you know your job assignment th that's not easily picked up they have a learning curve mm -hmm. when they come into this as well because they're playing a, a completely different uh, schematic thing so when you look at the likes of the offense who has it certain plays and the defense when it has a certain coverages it's the exact same with the special teams and now that it's gone wrong it's very hard to make those in-season adjustments it's the same when Crosby was missing those field goals you could see there was no quick fix because they either didn't know what the problem was or the problem that was there could not be mended because they still have the same personnel who were doing the same things who couldn't sort out their feet um, and that's that sort of tends to be what it is uh, but look, I see people as well saying, oh, like, just be happy with the win and who gives a damn and all this type of stuff. I guess the only concerning thing is, Daryl, is that special teams hasn't got better and probably won't mm -hmm. all that much. Now, I know mm -hmm. it's got better in the sense that we didn't give up any ridiculous, um, you know, kick returns or, or punt returns or anything like that. And also that the D struggled and people are pointing uh, towards Kenny Clark not being there. And he definitely it was a factor, no doubt. However, mm, yeah. I think what this what this weirdly comes down to is is that we've we're up against a naive quarterback who's too kind of naive and green to the league uh, to not do the stuff that he shouldn't do. So if you don't know that, you know, if you go and meet someone that they're famous, you'll chat away to them, no problem. But the minute you start getting the, the heebie-jeebies over the fact that that's Aaron Rodgers or that's Brad Pitt, mm. you act differently. And I think with, with you know, quarterbacks like uh, Huntley, who I thought was outstanding on the night, we, we sort of covered him in glory a bit as well. There's two things that they do all the time. One is they get spooked and scramble. And that's what he did. And that's where, because we didn't contain the edge, because we were too keen to get at him. So when Preston and Rashan Gary were trying to really rush in on him because they're thinking, geez, we're going to get this guy. 
because he's not Lamar Jackson. And then he was able to scramble out and that's how he was able to pick up some big yardage. We struggle against mobile quarterbacks anyway. That was in my mm. notes on the Ravens podcast before. And lastly, Daryl, is that the the one player that a, a green rookie or naive quarterback will do, the one player they look for is a big body and that's your tight end. Mm. They just happen to have the best tight end of the goddamn league yeah. up against yeah. Savage, who's a diminutive player in comparison, which most people are to tight end. So when you add all of that together with uh, us being too um, zesty to try get at him because he's not Lamar Jackson, um, you know, the fact that he's going to scramble, he's actually good with his legs. He had a bit of foresight, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, and pace, then... Yeah. And then also that their best player who a rookie or a naive quarterback will go to is the tight end and he just happens to be Mark Goddamn Andrews who's racking up all kinds mm. of numbers this season. It was a recipe kind of for disaster. The only thing I was surprised that was is that we didn't hang even more points on them because they basically had no secondary, you know. But uh, yeah. look, it's a win. We clinched North, as you said at the top. We're the first team to do it. So it's, you know, from that perspective, it's all gravy. Yeah, it is. And we've got three games now where, let's face it, if the special teams are going to, if they're going to have some kind of renaissance or fix what's going on in there, they've got three games to do it. The Browns obviously could be a bit of a potential banana skin, but we've got them at home. We've got the Vikes at home. We only go away to the Lions and we know what the Lions are like at the minute. There there will be that. I know we don't put too much into it, but there will be that sting in the tail coming to the Vikes game that, you know, we're not going to want to repeat that again. Um, so yep. maybe that'll focus minds slightly because if if these games, to be very fair, at this end of the season, you're looking at the Browns, the Vikes, the Lions. Before the season, you'd be go, ah, oh, it's a handy, you know, it's a handy enough run in. You know, the Browns could be a bit, a bit awkward, but still, this is going to be an easy run. This actually won't be now. It'll be the Browns. We'll have our head screwed on. The Vikes. There'll be a bit of extra pepper behind that one, yeah. and then we have the Lions to finish it all off. So, I'm hoping the special teams can tighten up i'm hoping the defense can tighten up we shouldn't be shifting 30 points if we're only going to score 31 that doesn't look good in the off season so i mean i think we're in a great place we're in an absolutely great place and i had the ravens game marked on my calendar as one that was going to be a complete and utter mess and it was for all sorts of different reasons and none of the ones that i thought originally but it was never going to be a walk in the park and there was always going to be people giving out about it i mean twitter was aghast with the special teams nonsense but that's just part of the course now you can basically just keep copy and pasting your tweets for the last three weeks now and keep dumping them out there because they're yeah. not getting any better I'd love to do a compilation actually and just put that Curb Your Enthusiasm music behind it because <laughs> 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 I did that I put out one of Kirk Cousins throwing the ball but the thing is look you, you see that game right and you see the Lions beat the Cardinals and then you're like because the thing is is that you can look at it as you said in a couple of ways so we've the Vikings the Browns mm. and the Lions the Lions have killed the Cardinals um, you know and then they who did they stick it to again the, you know with the other win but anyway um, so this is a team that are kind of killing the number one seeds and stuff they're still very dangerous and look I think Dan Campbell I thought he was an absolute side salad, right? But then he comes out now and after a couple of wins and the fact that, you know, his speeches and they're all emotive and stuff, I kind of like him. But the thing is, that team yeah. is a dangerous team. Um, the Vikings, again, dangerous team. I put that Kirby enthusiasm stuff behind the Kirk Cousins throw uh, and put it out on the reels and it's gone down well. But at the same time, he seems to, he had his biggest game of his career against us yep. only this season. And, you know, when teams are, they're dangerous if they're playing for something, but they're also super dangerous when they're not playing for anything. Because then, well, yeah, they're, also, well, they're, they're, they're even, yeah, yeah, they're you're even more dangerous when you're playing for something. 
because they I mean yeah. let's face it many times has Ireland stopped England in grand slams and things like that purely because we, we don't want them to have it yeah and look the, the, uh, that's exactly the point I mean these are division rivals uh, that we're going up against they'd love nothing more than to stick it to us um, and that's just the way it goes and you know it, I would say it'd be vice versa but we've never really found ourselves in that position um, you know a cu- couple of times a couple of times uh, so look it's a dangerous game and as you said I mean earlier in the season's one thing but when you know that number one seed and the buy is mm. on the line which it is because you know the Bucks lose um, which is unreal uh, that score was bonkers and then the Cardinals lose which puts us in the position now where if we win out then we get it now there's other scenarios where we can only win two yeah, and yeah. other scenarios where we can only win one uh, but you'd rather sort of keep it in your hands um, this really is set up but Daryl there's one thing that's sort of and it's a great win and I'm not poo-pooing it at all but the defence looked unstoppable you know we were third in the league then sixth in the league mm. um, and all this type of lark um, the defence looked really good despite injuries and people missing uh, now yep. they look slightly shaky um, you know sort of a bit hot and cold now what I would say there is as well is that it kind of feeds into the naive quarterback thing again most of them are told don't throw it if it's risky because if you get the ball picked off and we lose the turnover battle, you lose the game. So what they tend to do is, is like I said, scramble, keep the ball. Mm. And that's what Joe Barry's defense will do is that they'll add up all of these disguises. They'll stack the box and drop into coverage to try get an experienced quarterback to audible out of a pass into a run or vice versa. Um, and then that's where they'll get you. And then the fact that you've dropped back, you've you've you know signaled you're running back off to the line, um, and then all of a sudden you're in a passing situation and everybody's covered, and then you go for it anyway, and then you get picked off. That's so you know the defense in itself kind of capitalizes on a more experienced quarterback. So that might be what's in play here. But it does look like the offense is firing on all cylinders, even without Devontae Adams, without Bobby mm-hmm. Tanyan with a shaky O line as usual, as we've been saying all season, uh, and they look unstoppable. But I don't know if we've put together yet or if we're capable of putting together an absolute complete team. Definitely not with special teams anyway, where you say that was an all-around good game. We trounced someone 50 to zip. Uh, you know, it seems like, you know, there's one unit or the other that has uh, weaknesses in the armor. But I guess that's understandable with injuries and with a shaky O-line mm-hmm. as well. I mean, it's a miracle that we have the wins that we do. We're in number one seed in the first place. Oh, it's shocking when you look at it. And I think the other thing to think as well is that I think we peaked slightly too early last year. It started to click. We were already firing on all cylinders this time last year, obviously with the defense being what it was. But we were fi- we were as good as we could get this time last year. Now I think we're finding the pieces just haven't set yet, which is, again, for a myriad of reasons which we've discussed already. But let's let's peak in three games' time. You know, let's, let's not go mental yet. Let's not be the best we can be because... Let's face it, we're keeping ourselves guessing, never mind the opponents, because the opponents can't figure us out yet, which is going to be really good in mm. the offseason. Yeah, when you look at this team, do you know what strikes me about the team, really? It's just the story behind it, because I put up on yeah. Instagram, which is instagram.com forward slash UK Packers. It's been getting a bit more love lately, so uh, do pop along and, and take a look. But I put up a reel that was put up by a, a news reporter where it showed Devontae Adams just coming into the locker room whistling away, as casual as you like, and Aaron Rodgers limping behind him before getting his ass slapped <laughs> on the way into the locker room, which is the best part. I was actually going to make that a meme and go, you know, your girl, you're in the house minding your own business, and then you, and then just, you know, just smack the booty um, but look it's, it's such a mad story between Aaron Rodgers toe between him lifted his foot up to the camera you know but he's Yuck. he came out and he was saying like I just loved it he got giddy with Aaron Andrews after the game and she said what are we laughing at here and he did he was like 
if he'd had to go in and get a painkiller in his knee or foot or hip or willy or whatever, you'd look at him and go, oh, well, that's why he's kind of hyper. Like the whole... Ah, uh, do you know what it is? What's that? It's the horse pace. It must be. Because I was just thinking, I mean, look, fake pumps uh, after he gets past the line of scrimmage, absolutely brilliant. Uh, play fakes, brilliant. I mean, that's yeah. Oscar worthy. And also fake signs. I was thinking it's all the fakes he's absolutely brilliant at. But when you Amazing. look at this story, Daryl, it's, it's unreal. And the fact that he's saying, I love playing with my team and he's dapping up Goody and all this type of thing, I guess it's given Packer fans hope that they'll find MVP. sort of... MVP. Yeah, MVP. exactly. But you know MVP. what, though? Is that not so comparable with last year? Because he was neck and neck yeah. with Patrick Mahomes and Allen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they have a dud game where he has a standout game, which he did. Because uh, some of those throws, yeah. as you said, there were sublime. So now oh, he's sort of... All, like, all Brady needs to do is have a few more bad games. Yeah. Rodgers hasn't put a foot wrong, well, apart from the time he broke his toe. But he hasn't put a foot wrong. And if you look at Brady, Brady has one or two bad games. I mean, I keep, I look at it every day. I look at sort of a couple of the different websites to see Sportscast, I think, had the last one. Mm. And Rodgers is slightly ahead for MVP. And I think it's going to stay that way. But if, if Brady goes off the boil, and let's face it, he got to lie down soon. He old. <laughs> And then he did. But yeah, the, the fact that he's throwing the surface tablet, and I put that out and said, oh, this pass yeah. fell incomplete as well. And then someone yeah. said like, incomplete. oh, yeah, look at him throwing the tablet around like a baby. And I was kind of thinking, there's a really famous gif of Aaron Rodgers firing the tablet on the ground. So we better yeah. not get too yeah, you're kind of going. Yeah, do, 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 nothing to see here. Uh, move along. Uh, but another one that really impressed me as well there was Big Dog. Here's a guy who just yeah. steamrolls over people. And he put out a tweet then after the game that just says Hunger Games. If there's one, like that, that story, again, it's all stories to me. It's unbelievable to cover as if you were a neutral, which we're not. But the fact that Gudekunz called him and told him, come back to the team. We will give you a bigger role. You're so important. And he was on his way to the airport to piss off out. Yeah. And then he Amazing. said, all right, fair enough. And the fact that he's come out, Daryl, and said, uh, you know, fair enough. You know, they told me this and they stuck to their word. There's something about, and even the thawing, seemingly, of Aaron Rodgers' relationship towards Gudekunz. It seems like Goody's saying, at least for now, all the right things, Daryl. And this team mm. is humming along in their attitude as, you know, never mind their play. So let's just, let's, fingers crossed that this, this ends up the way we want it to end up because I have a feeling this is the last, this is last chance saloon for all of this and this yeah. will fall apart next year if we don't get a Super Bowl. This is, we're talking about this now, I guarantee you this time next year without a Super Bowl, we're talking disarray, we're talking, mm. uh, you know, that, I hope it doesn't come to pass, but that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because look, we can't afford Devontae Adams first off, so we know that's, uh, going to come to pass and then if you look at um, the three-piece so you look at the famous Vince Lombardi three-piece and the mm. fact that that basically killed him you know the fact that he was yeah. Yeah. so into it uh, his health suffered massively um, and then he didn't last very long after and he was meant to be absolutely jaded so Matt LaFleur now has reached the NFC Championship game three times you can only build on that momentum so much to the point where you get fatigued and you're thinking we've been here so many times and we just can't get over this thing and then you yeah. lose key players and then all of a sudden that's, that's well, yeah. if you look, for example, it's not really comparable. But when Barack Obama became president, he looked young, like he looked thirty-five, mm. and then after the end of his period, like he looked seventy-eight. Yeah, so it tells on you. It tells on you if you don't get success. Yeah, and the hours these coaches put in is something else. They only have so long, yeah. and especially if you're a dominating coach who has all these records, you have more to lose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then imagine the stress on him when he doesn't have, if he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. And then he has to try mm. put up that. Because, I mean, the talk at the moment is, is that he's the coach of the year. He's a statistical genius. He's a, you know, a schematic genius. The, the way he's able to do stuff without so many players and all this type of stuff. Uh, it's something to behold, but we'd really see that safety net of Aaron Rodgers drop away because he yeah. looks like he's having a good time yeah. there. He's out there smiling, laughing. Oh. 
telling the his teammates we need to enjoy this savor the moment he says um and we sort of see and it's unfair look to, to pin the two of them together but you naturally do you know you, you don't know what Matt LaFleur is like without him because he's never had to be without him so he's going to drive you to Ferrari like he has a Ferrari yeah, well I mean I hate saying his name in, in the same podcast a few times but look at Brady and Belichick yeah everyone yeah. was wondering where's the genius and it's proven it wasn't Bell yeah but that's the thing and I mean look it, it's circumstances and it's situations and all of this yeah, and certainly there's a lot more in it than that obviously we're, and we're yeah. whittling it down to, to very simple terms here but still yeah so look great game um, in the sense that we come out with the win uh, you know we come out sort of scathed and we saw that on the special teams even the amount of sort of turnover of people trying to return stuff and that was allegedly because of injury um, as well which isn't great so we'll see how all of that pans out and breaking news as well coming into this podcast is apparently the Packers have postponed or cancelled practice on Mon- on Tuesday today um, and uh, they're not going to do press availability so whether that's anything COVID related um, is a massive concern because you'd expect LaFleur mm. to hit the media on Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah, um, always. And always. that hasn't happened, especially with a team, Darrell and the Ravens, who were decimated with COVID and they had to put like, you know, 20 players or something on the COVID list. So, uh, yeah, well, fair enough. I mean, Andrews was all up in Sauvage's face, so mm-hmm. he could have been breathing that onto him. But uh, yeah, I so don't know. fingers crossed it isn't anything like that. Uh, so there we go. I have been at Stu Duty NFL. He has been at Darrell J. O'Brien. We'll be back for some. Oh! Now, will we? Will we? Will your precious little hard drive uh, manage it this time around? Uh, I'll, I'll keep my bubble wrap. It's Me like what you do. Sitting here like an absolute numpty, had all my homework done, all my stats written down, a nice few zingers, and hmm. um, nothing. No one got to hear it. It's like when Andrew Luck retired out of the blue. It's just you had everything ready, and then all of a sudden he's like, I'm not yeah. doing it, mate. So that's what mine did. He had fully guaranteed money, did the hard drive, and he just decided to take a nosedive out of the bubble wrap onto the two centimeters onto the other uh, desk. Oh, anyway, such a little princess. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Or prince, you know. Or, <laughs> or princess. Or prince, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you in a couple of days. Go back, go. Bye. <laughs>